Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah of Yom Yishiyur. Today's Yishiyur is that Ayin Vav 76 in the Pesachim. We'll begin on Daf Ayin Hayam Bet from the words in the new Mishnah. Okay, we know and we spoke about it in the last Mishnah that the Korban Pesach needs to be fire roasted. Right? Now, this that it has to be fire roasted, right? Which we said, Tzli'esh, fire roasted. So that means that it has to go straight from the fire. It can't be sitting on a, a grill because when it touches the grill, it's getting heated from the grill and not from the fire. What happens if your carbon Pesach ended up touching the clay part of the oven? The ovens in the old days were clay. You fill it up with heat, and the clay gets hot and holds in the heat. What happens if your carbon touches the side with the heat? And now, because the carbon touched the side, it got cooked. Part of it got cooked. Mm-hmm. From that part, from the from the oven. You You have to peel off the spot where it touched. That part became pus. All the rest is still kosher. What if some of the gravy that dripped off, or the drippings that dripped off the carbon hits the chayres, hits the, the clay, and and it sprinkled, splattered back onto the carbon. So it was a big drip, drop, and it splattered back. You told him, well, again, you have to take off the spot where it hit. Why? Because that part was cooked with water and, or, or with gravy, and it wasn't cooked with fire. Because if you put hot gravy, that's what happens. Let's say you have some fine flour in the oven. I don't know why they used to put fine flour in the oven. Okay. Then, you you have to take off the spot of the flower from where it hit. Why? Because that, if you think about it, that piece of, of gravy that gripped is part of the carbon Pesach. And it got fried, even though it was hot when it hit it, but it got fried also by the hot flour that was on the floor. And that makes it pasul, and you have to get rid of the flour because it's absorbed from that thing. Okay? What happened if you took the whole carbon Pesach and you smeared it with truma oil? Okay? If your group is a group of kohanim, Then, Yochelu, they can eat it because they're not eating Imsha Yisrael, if they're Jews, Imchayu Yidichenu. If you didn't, if you smeared it with the Shuma oil and you didn't cook it yet, so it's still cold, Yadichenu. All you have to do is rinse it off and then there's no more off, it'll be gone. Imtslihu, if it's already roasted, Yiklofa Techitzon, you have to peel off the outside of the animal and then it's okay. Now, Maser Shani is uh, the Maser that needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim. The rule is that when you have Maser Shani that needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim, 
you're allowed to redeem it on money. And when you redeem it on money, it becomes, the, the Kedushah goes off it, becomes goes onto the money. Okay. Now this redeeming has to take place in Haifa, Tel Aviv, in, uh, in uh, North, in Be'er Sheva, anywhere in Israel besides Yushalayim. In Yushalayim you're not allowed to do it. So, if they put masishini oil on it, right? Now, what do, what do you do? You're not allowed to say, okay, let's just make everyone pay for it. Why? Because if you make everyone pay for it, you're selling them the oil, and you're not allowed to sell them the oil. And therefore, you're not allowed to do it. Okay. Itmar. The Gemara is going to now discuss laws that are related not just for, for Korban Pesach, but they're actually related to the laws of Basar Bechalav, laws of mixing meat and milk. And this stuff is actually a famous stuff that you have to learn in Yeshiva. When you learn the laws of meat and milk, they teach you that you have to learn, look up this stuff and learn it up too, because it has a lot of the key laws that are relevant to Basar Bechalav. It's what we learned. Cham letocham. If you have a hot food that falls onto a hot food or hot liquid, divrei kol, everyone agrees, asur, that it becomes asur. So in other words, if you have two hot foods, one's mutar, one's asur, two hot foods touch each other, because they're hot, it absorbs straight through, and therefore, it makes it asur. You meat and milk, it'll make it asur. Tzonen letoch tzonen. If you have cold going into cold, divrei mutar. Everyone holds mutar because since they're both cold, doesn't transfer. Cham letoch tzonen. If you put something hot into something cold, ooh, or tzonen letocham, or something cold into hot, there's a machloket tanai amoraim. What happens? Here you get into the Before and everything's clear. Now there's a machlok. What's a machloket? Rav Amar ila'a gavar. Rav says the upper one wins. And therefore, when you have hot going into cold, whatever was hot will spread into the cold. And if you have cold going into hot, then it won't spread because cold doesn't spread. Because the cold won. That's Rav's opinion. Shmuel Amar tata gavar. The lower one wins. And therefore, when you have hot into cold, the cold's on the bottom, the cold wins, it doesn't spread. When you have cold into hot, the bottom's the winner, and the, the bottom one wins. Mm-hmm. That's my chlokit. Rav and Shmuel, whether up or lower one wins. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Now, in general, we usually go with Rav. Really? Yes. So Shmuel, it was like... The rule is, we go like Shmuel, Isure. When there's Isurim. Rav in Isurim and Shmuel in Mamanos. So in Mamon cases, if you have a Baba Matsya case of, I found an object, 
we're going to go with Shmuel. Okay. When it comes to Mutar or Asur, we go with Rav. But here, in this case, we generally go with Shmuel because, Rashi explains, because since you have two brightot coming up, that they're going to go like Shmuel. The Gemara is going to now first have two questions on Shmuel of Tata Gavar, then have two brightos to support him. We're going to answer the questions, and we have two brightos to support him. Since you have the two brightos on his side, and the Gemara doesn't come out with a finishing, I think we're going to go like Shmuel. Shirash is going to say. Says the Gemara, Tanan, here's mission number one, which is a question on Shmuel. You ready? Again, Shmuel is the one who says the bottom one wins. Good. Says the Gemara, uh, to, to say it in the right way, we'll call it Tata'a Gavar. Says the Gemara, Nataf midortvo al vichazar elav, he told Mikamo. If some of the gravy dripped onto the cheres, is that Mishnah, right? And it goes back and hits the carbon, he told Mikamo, you have to take off the spot. We think at this point, we're talking about it dripped, the hot gravy dripped on a cold piece of clay. Okay? The, the clay wasn't in the oven the whole time. You stuck a cold piece of clay into the oven, it's still cold, mm-hmm. and it dripped on it and it splattered back. That's what we think. I understand according to Rav, who says that the top one wins. That's why you have to take off the spot of the carbon Pesach. Why? You have hot gravy. Hits the chedes, the cold one. Now, that means it, this hot gravy is heating up the, the clay. And then the clay will heat up the gravy. When it goes back to hit the Pesach, then the Pesach get, get, got heated up from the... So it's hot to cold and cold to hot? Is that what's, it's, the cold is splashing back into What the, they're saying here is that you have gravy that's hot. It hits the cold surface. Right. It heats up the cold surface. Now, that heat that went into the clay contributed to the heat that's in the gravy. Okay. Why? Because if it didn't contribute, then the gravy would get colder. The fact that it, it's warm now keeps the gravy a little warmer. And if that's called a transfer of some kind of, of heat. And now when it goes back and splatters against the carbon Pesach, the carbon Pesach got heated by something else, which is the clay. That's what we assume it means. That makes sense according to <laughs> When the, when the gravy goes back to the Pesach, then the Pesach got hot from the heat of the Cheres. But according to Shmuel, who says the bottom one wins, since the co- it's cold, uh, it should cool off the gravy. So if it's cooling the gravy, why do we have to take off the spot? What hit it back? It's something that cooled off there's no heat coming from the from the cheres because because the cheres didn't get any heat because of the rule of ila agavar according to Rav according to, uh, because the rule of tata agavar according to Shmuel says we're talking about besolet rotahat talking about a case 
of salt, just like we said in the other case, talking about hot salt, talking about hot clay, the clay that you put in was hot also, and therefore it's got its own heat that it's giving. Wait, 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 what? The clay's hot? We're answering a new answer. Okay. That just like this, in the other case, you told me that uh, you're talking about putting hot. Cold clay. In the case of the flour okay, we had oh, before, okay. you were talking about hot flour. So we'll just answer here that we're talking about hot clay. Okay. And if it's hot clay, so the hot clay has its own heat, and that own heat is going into the gravy. And now when the spot is back, it's, it's, it's heat of clay, which is the problem. And therefore, it's not a question on Shmuel anymore. Okay. Second question for the Mishnah. So now we learn to the Mishnah. It says, Nataf solet If the drip dripped on flour, you have to take a handful out of the, the, the flour and throw it in the garbage. Or, or burn it, I guess. We think... Talking about cold flour. We have the same question. According to Rav, who says that the top one wins, then the problem is, that's why I take off the spot. Because the gravy heats up the flour. It goes back. And then the salt will go back and heat up the gravy. And therefore, the gravy got heated from the solit. And the Torah says it has to be fire roasted and not roasted with something else. According to Shmuel, says that the bottom one wins. So that the, the flour came in the sun, and since it's cold and it cools off, it, it's cooling off the gravy. It's not heating up the gravy. Why can I eat the gravy? The gravy didn't get heated from anything because the bottom one wins and it's cooling it off. Why take up a handful? You should be able to just take off the top. Mm-hmm. Now, I would assume that this doesn't go. Now, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, You take out these words, okay? So you should it should be mutat to eat completely. Oh, the, the the problem over here is that it seems like it says that you'd have to take off the spot of the gravy. You should be able to eat it perfectly fine if it's fully roasted. Tosla says that maybe it's not fully roasted at this point. Okay, let's let's go further. So says the Gemara. Again, we're talking about hot flour. Same answer we said for the clay. Here we're talking about hot flour also, since the flour is hot, so therefore it, it did heat up the thing, and therefore it's a problem. Tanan, another question from Amishnah. It says, If I covered it with truma oil. If the Kohanim, they could eat it. Misael, if the Yisraelim, Im Chayhu, if it was raw, then Yedichenu Im Tzlihu, Yeklof Etachitzon. If it's raw, it says you have to rinse it off. And if it's roasted, you have to peel off the outer layer that has the truma oil on it, right? Bishtam of the Rav, Dama Ilagavah, it's good according to Rav who says that the 
the top one wins. That's why it's enough to have a klipa, because he says that you have a hot, let's say you have a hot carbon, right? That's roasted. And you put on it cold oil, right? So he says the top one wins. And therefore, since the top one wins, it's not going through the whole animal. I, the top one won to cool off it a bit. And therefore, it's enough to peel off the animal. But, El Shmuel, the Amar Tatagav, if you call the Shmuel, since the bottom one wins, Kevin the Cham Hu, Mivlabala, since the bottom one is hot, so that should make the top one, meaning the oil that, of Truma that went on it, get hot. And if it's hot, it should sprinkle, it should, it should go through the whole animal and make the whole animal Truma. Why do we say it's enough to take off a peel? It should be, it should be, not, it should be Asur. Nitzad the Gamri. Am I saying the Beklipa? Nitzad the Gamri should be all Asur. Really, Rav will, really, Shmuel will answer you, really, the bottom one wins. But the reason why you don't have to take off more over here is because since it's only a little, very, very thin oil covering, it's enough to take off a klipa. Had it been a lot of oil, you're right, but it's a tiny drop of oil, therefore it's enough. Now we have two brightest that are going to support Shmuel, says the Gemara. These are the ones that Rashi was talking about before him. Okay, Tanya Kavatev the Shmuel. We have a brighter that supports Shmuel. Right, says Val. Cham to Cham Asur. Something hot into something hot is Asur. Vechen Sonen Shatan to Cham Asur. Also, if you put something cold into something hot, it's Asur. That sounds like Shmuel, by the way. Cold into hot. What do you mean? It's top or bottom. It's not. How do you know Shmuel? It's well, top, it's what's top or bottom? Bottom or top? Well. So then you have something cold into hot. So cold so. into hot. So the bottom one is hot. And it became Asur. The bottom one's always hot? Again, let's listen again. So Start again. Start again. Tanya Kavate the Shmuel. You with me? Yeah. You have a bright like Shmuel. Cham to Cham. You have a hot thing into a hot thing. One's Asur, one's Mutar. It's of course Asur. Okay, good. Vichen Sonen Shunatan to Cham. Cold into hot. Okay. So the, the hot is going to spread. Good. Okay. That's going to be Asur. Cham letoch tzonen, hot into cold. That's rough, yeah. V'tzonen tzonen, or cold to cold. Then mediach, all you have to do is rinse it. Oh, let's clarify. Cham letoch tzonen, mediach, hot into cold, you only have to rinse. Kevin dechamu, ademeker, le, iev shedolobala porta. Kipa miyabai. If you say, Hot into cold. You only have to rinse. What do you mean? Kevin de since it's a little hot, Ademekerle, even though it's cooling it off, it's got to absorb a little bit. You should have to peel off a little bit. At least it should be Asur. Right? And you should have to peel off some. The Gemara will answer, change it. When hot one goes into the tzonen, you have to peel it. And cold into hot, you rinse. But either way, the proof was from, the, the proof to Shmuel was from the case of cold into hot. Right? So in the cold into hot case, we see 
that it's asur. Why is it asur? Because you see that the hot one at the bottom is spreading it. Right. But you see that the cold into hot is more strict than the case of hot into cold. That only fits according to Shmuel. Because according to Rav, the stricter one should be when the hot one falls into the cold one. Because he holds the top one wins. That should be the strict case. You didn't get that. I did, I did. You did? Tanya, we have another bright that goes like Shmuel. Basar roteach, if you have hot meat, shenafal letoch chalav roteach, that falls into hot milk. Okay, so hot meat into hot milk. Should be asur. V'chen sonen, also if you have cold meat, shenafal letoch cham, that falls into hot milk, asur. Both asur. Right, because again, the, the milk on the bottom is boiling, and therefore, it should spread it out. The bottom one wins. Chama talks on it if hot falls at meat. Wait, but the meat doesn't become a sore, right? When it it should. No, I'm saying like what a piece of meat. Piece of meat falls meat. into falls that little piece of meat. Okay, it becomes a sore because it fell into hot milk. Yeah. Chama talks on it if hot meat fell into cold milk. Vitzonen talks on it or cold meat went into cold milk. Midiach, you rinse it off and it's fine. Ask the Gemara again the same question on, on case number three. If you have hot meat into cold milk, all you have to do is rinse. Kevin Duchamu, since it's hot, as it's cool, yes, the bottom one's going to cool it off, the hot meat. But while it's cooling it off, it should, it should absorb a little bit, you should need it, peel it. Mara says, You're right. Ela change it and say, You have to peel off the meat. You have to peel off an hour later of the whole meat, and then it's fine. Okay? What about the milk? You could drink the milk? We're not discussing the milk. Oh, okay. okay. Good. Yeah, there's a toss about that. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amar Mor. We learned the following in the in according to the rabbi. If you have cold into cold, you have to rinse it. Amar says, This is only in a case where the cold item is not salted. But if you salted the cold item, asur becomes asur. When you salt something, it's like it's hot and it's able to spread. Okay? If you pickle something, it's also like it's cooked. Okay? And therefore, it would be asur in that case. When we said that salted is like cooked, that's only if it's so salted that it becomes hard to eat because it's so salty. But if you just put a little salt and it's edible with that salt, then it's not, not the, the rule doesn't apply, it's like regular food. Similar story. There was a pigeon, a cooked pigeon, or uh, right? Or, or a, a slaughtered pigeon anyway. That nafal kada de kamcha, it fell into a cask of kamcha, of kutach. Now kutach, if you remember from uh, berachot, is a yogurt bread mixture that they used to eat in Bavel that was pretty yucky, spoiled bread, milk and stuff, and they, a lot of salt, and they used to dip their dip their bread into it. It was a it was a condiment. Okay, so. A pigeon fell into the kutah. Shadi the son of Rav Parshna allowed it. Okay, I guess it was cold. 
Amar Rav Arava says, Man Chakim, the Mishnah Milta Kiha, who's smart enough to be able to allow such a thing? You had meat falling into milk, who can allow such a thing? And it's salty. Only a rabbi like Rav the son of Rav Parsha, could allow such a thing. Why? The Gavra Rabbi, who is a great rabbi. He's going to tell you, you know why it's allowed? When did Shmuel say his rule? That salty stuff, like this kutach, the, 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 the yogurt mixture, is like it's boiled. That's if it's so salty that you can't eat it because it's so salty. People do eat it. Kamcha, which is kutak, people do eat all the time. Uh-huh. And therefore, it doesn't become asur, even though it's salty. Okay. This is only true if the pigeon was raw. But if the, the chicken would have been roasted by klipa, you have to take off a peel of the thing. Why? Why would you have to take it off? Because it absorbs more. Okay. That's true if it doesn't have cracks in it. I will eat pepili asur, but if it has cracks, and it's asur because it goes through the cracks. What the skin of the what? What has cracks? The meat. Okay. okay. So cracks in the skin. It has cracks in the in the meat. Okay. And if you season with spices, then the whole thing becomes asur, even if it has no cracks. Okay. Spices softens the meat and makes it very, very spongy and it absorbs. Amarav, Rav says, turn to Ayin Vav Rebet. Basal Shechuta, if you have slaughtered meat, Shemen, which is very, very fatty, okay? Shitzel'u im basal nevelab kachush asur. If you have fatty meat, which has a lot of, the fatty meat has a lot of steam coming out of it when you roast it. And you roast it with non-kosher meat which was not very fatty asur it's asur Maitama, even though it was just in the oven together didn't touch it why is it asur miftami mehadadi because they each get the others they get fattened by the other one which means that when you put meat in the oven with normally the meat gets smaller now, if there's a lot of vapor in the oven, so the vapor will prevent the meat from shrinking. If you ever know when you cook meat, right? If you cook meat in the oven, it starts getting shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. The more meat, the more vapor you have, the less it shrinks, right? So if you put, if you roast the meat in a roaster, it will shrink less than the same size meat that's without a roaster. Why? Because you lose more vapor. Now, if you put these two things in the oven, the fatty kosher meat and the non-fatty, non-kosher meat, the reason why the fatty meat is so fat is because the non-kosher meat was there. And therefore, it means it got, it got fatter from the non-kosher meat, and therefore it becomes asur, even though it didn't touch. Okay? Vilevi, Amar Vilevi says, He's even if, not only, he says, even if it was lean meat of kosher and fatty of asur, with the complete opposite case where the fatty one with the most drips is, uh, is 
is taref, it's still mutar. Vaitama, recha ba'almuhu. He holds, it's just, it's just a, 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 a smell. And smell, recha lav miltu, smell is nothing. According to him, it only gets a smell. You don't get actual juice, it's just a smell, and smell is nothing. According to Levi, machloket Levi and Rav. There was a story in the Reish Kiluta's house, a religious man who was a king in Babylonia, and they had a case where someone cooked a kid together with a pig in an oven. And Levi was there, and he said, you can eat the pig. You can eat, not pig, you can eat the, the, the goat. Why? Levi holds of his rule. He asked the Gemara, they asked the question, there's a writer that says that you can't roast two Korban Pesachs together. Now, we're assuming, because they're mixing. Okay? My love, Now, when we said that they're mixing, we assume this means that the Mixing of the flavors go together. So how could Levi say that when you we were in the Reishkelutas house and you had the pig in the oven with the goat, the goat's still kosher? You see by carbon pesach that the two carbon pesach they're both kosher, but I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to eat if I'm not part of your chabura. So if it's two carbon pesachs roasting in the same thing, and my carbon got some of the smell of your carbon, it'll be asur, right? Because right? it's mixed. And we're assuming that's why it's asur over here. Because it says it's asur because of the mixture. We're assuming that means the mixture of the of the, of, of the smells of the carbonot, right? And therefore you see that smells are problems. Mm-hmm. So how could Levi allow in that case? Vikasha right. Levi, it's a question on Levi. No, no, no. Levi will answer you. Say, no, no, you misunderstood that thing. When we said it's asur because of the mixture, it doesn't mean what you think. Mixture is a smell. Smells nothing. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. We're worried about mixtures of the items, which means we're worried that maybe if we we if we if we put two korbanot in the same oven, the, the zibidas will come back and by mistake take the haber's carbon. That's a word, right? When he said it because of the mixtures, not the mixtures of the smells, the mixtures of the carbons. That's all. You, smells nothing. Okay? Not only is that a way I can get out of the problem, it's also logical that that's what it's worried about. The problem is that. Why? Since the end of the Brite says, in the end of the Brite it says, not only that, even if the Zbides are doing a goat for carbon Pesach, and the Habers are doing a sheep. So you might say, well, if it's a, a goat and a sheep, we'll never mix it up with each other, right? right? Because mine's a goat, yours is a sheep. Mm-hmm. Still, it makes sense if we say that they're worried about a, a, a mix-up of the actual items, right? That's why you might think it might be better with a goat and a sheep, Right? If you're worried about the, 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 the smoke and the flavor, then if we if you would have said that that's what we were worried about, then what's the difference if it's two goats or a goat and a sheep? The fact that you said even this sounds like you're worried about a mix-up of the items, not a mix-up of the smells. And therefore it's a proof 
to Levi that not only is Levi able to dance his way out of the question, Levi's right. You see? You see what I'm saying? It's not just a... Before, Levi said, listen, I could get out of the question by saying we're worried about mixing up with the items. Now he's even better. He's even Mustafa. He's logical. It's much more logical to say by me. Otherwise, why would you say Afilu? Right. Good. Now, once we proved that it looks like Levi, now we've got a problem with Rav. Mm-hmm. It must be because we're worried about mixing the, 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 the animals. So you see from here that the mixing of the flavors is fine. That's a question of Rav. That we should turn around and go to Rav and say, guess what, Rav? That, that bright that you brought as a proof to you, <laughs> it's now a question on you. How you get out of it? Look, you see that you're only worried about you're only worried about mixing of the items, you're not worried about mixing of the flavors. <clears throat> will answer, Haka, what are we dealing with? We're talking about a case <coughs> that you put each carbon Pesach in its own pot. And therefore, since the two different pots, we're worried about the reason why we're worried about mixing of the items and not mixing the flavors because each one's own pot, so the flavor's not mixing. Okay. What do you mean two pots? You can't go to put a carbon pesach in a pot at all. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you didn't ask. Yeah, Good. It's, <clears throat> it's like two pots, which means that really they're both on two spits. But I put coals so high in between the two animals that it's like it's two pots. Okay. And that's what it means. And that's how Rav will get out of the problem that it's not a problem on him. Okay? Come on. Answer the kachat. You can't can't roast two pesachs like this, like as one. Of course, the mixing. What what mixing? Maybe the mixing of flavors. And even if it's like two pots where you put up coals in between, where there's no mixing of flavors, asur still asur because we're worried about mixing of items too. So Rav is worried about mixing of flavors, and even if you put up coals, you can't do it because we're worried about mixing up of Items. And even if it's a goat and a sheep, still, we're worried about mixing of items. I thought he's saying if we have <coughs> two pots per se, then you're not going to get confused. That's how he got out of it. If it's two pot, if it's like two pots, right. then there's not going to be a mixing of the of the of the smells. Okay. Because there's coals in between, but there still could be a mix-up of which one's mine, which one's yours. Right, right. And that's the problem, says Rav. Even if it's goat and sheep, and you might get you still we're still worried you might mix up. Amr of Mari. Kitanai, the machloket between Levi and Rav is like a machloket between Tutanaim. It says, Harode Pat Chama. If a guy <coughs> takes off hot bread from the oven, okay? You have a hot lafa and you took it off the oven. <coughs> And you put it on top of a barrel of truma wine. Now, truma wine, he says, not allowed to eat. Okay? Remer, <coughs> Oser, Remer says, if you're not a Kohen, you can't, drink, you can't have the, the lafa. Rabbi Yehuda Matir, Yehuda allows it. 
Rabbi Yossi matir b'shechitin. Rabbi Yossi allows if it's made out of wheat. Because he says barley and, and doesn't. My love, we see that who says you're allowed to have it, he holds that the aroma of the wine is nothing. And therefore, he says the laugh is allowed. Right? And Remeir, Morsava, Remeir, who says that sword holds? Miltu. Samar says, Lil Levi Tanaihu. Of course, Levi will agree that it's a machloka Tanaim. And Levi will agree that Remeir doesn't agree with him. And he only goes like Rabbi Huda. The Rav, let's just say according to Rav, also it's a machloka Tanaim. Amalak Rav, Rav will answer you, no, according to me, it's not a machloka Tanaim. You know why? Rav will say, really, everyone holds. <coughs> that recha miltu that smell is something. Alav itmar ala dahi, because we said about this mission the following. Amar Rabba Babrachana, Amar Rish Lakish. Vipat chama v'chavit p'tucha. We're talking about hot bread <coughs> and an open thing of wine. Divrei Akol. So then everyone agrees asur. If it's cold bread, and the, and the wine is closed, if it's hot bread, and a cold and a sealed clask. Or cold bread, and an open thing, an open cask. This also, which means the case of Rav, where you roast the meat, is like a is like a hot bread and an open thing that everyone agrees that it's asur. And therefore, it's not a machloket. Rav will tell you, everyone agrees with me that that, that we hold that recha miltahi, that, that aromas are something. And the reason why any tana, your bihuda, in this Mishnah is saying it's mutar is because... It's a case where the bread was hot and the chavit was closed. And therefore the machloket is whether it goes, gets out through the closed barrel or not. Okay. And therefore Rav could say that there's no machloket anayim, but Levi has to agree to Okay. A little bit more, and then, then we'll stop at the Mishnah. Says Gemara, Tani of Kahana, Braider of Hanina Saba. Rav Kahana, the son of Hanina Saba, said the following. If you bake bread with roasted meat in an oven, you can't have that bread with kutach. Why? Because the bread absorbed from the meat. So it's not good, but you can't dip it in your kutach, because kutach is dairy, as we always know. Right? You were saying that kutach was the salty one, right? Yeah, it's the salty dairy, but right, it's dairy. Right, right, okay. Salty. Right, right. Well, the machlok before we said was whether kutach is so salty that anything that goes into it is automatic transfer. Right. That's what, but, but right, that's right, dairy. Right. It's dairy. We know it's dairy. Right, 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 so over here, the bread you can't have this this meat meaty bread. Yeah, you can't have it with your kutach, right. which is normally that's how people want to eat their bread with kutach. Of course, you have tahini; they like kutach. Right. Good. <laughs> there was a benita fish. 
which they <coughs> roasted it with meat. <coughs> you can't eat it alone. You know why? Because eating fish that was cooked with meat is bad for the smell of your for bad breath and also for ask for for uh, a sickness. So that's why from this Gemara we learned that you're not supposed to have fish with meat. Okay. So the first opinion sounds like it's asurd only with kutach. And Morbar Rashi saying you can't eat it alone because it's dangerous, for the, because of those two things. It could give you tzarat, cause you bad breath. <coughs> okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. We'll start. Bezat Shem Motei Shabbat from the Mishnah.